Good, mo- <coughs> Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Nitzavim. According to the Chinuch, who follows his Rebbe, the Rambam, there are no mitzvos of the Tariag of the 613 in Parshas Nitzavim. It's a short Parsha. However, first of all, according to the Ramban, there is a biblical mitzvah, and that is the biblical mitzvah of tshuva. Now, even the Rambam, who does not count tshuva, repentance, as a separate independent mitzvah, the Rambam does cite these psukim from chapter 30 of this week's parsha of Parshas Nitzavim. The Rambam writes, for Hivticha Torah Shasidim Yisrael Lasos Chuva. The Torah is promising us in this week's Parsha that the Jewish people in the future will do Chuva, will repent. It's a very exciting Parsha. Based upon what we mentioned last week that Ezra instituted, that we read the curses, the Tochacha before Rosh Hashanah. We don't read them this week because they didn't want us to go right from the curses into Rosh Hashanah. But the Marsha writes at the end of Megillah that the we want to go in with the promise and the optimism that the Jewish people will do tshuva. One more thing, very important. The very beginning of the parsha. Atem nitzavim hayom kulchem. You are all standing here today. And then the Torah goes on to enumerate who are these kulchem. And we have Roshechem, Shivtechem, Ziknechem, Shatrechem, Kol Ish Yisrael. Everybody. The Zohar points out which day is this. So it's not coincidental, my friends, that we read Parshas Nitzavim every year on the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah. It's such a powerful message. The message is Kulchem. All Jews are together on Rosh Hashanah. A, we're in this together. Not any one Jew can fulfill the entire Torah. If you're not a Kohen, there are certain mitzvos that you can't do. If you're not a Levi, if you're not a king, if you're not a part of the Sanhedrin, if you're not a woman, there are so many mitzvos that we need each other for, number one. But one more very important point, and we'll tie this in immediately with our preparations, please God, for the forthcoming Yom Tov of Rosh Hashanah. The tour begins the laws of Rosh Hashanah, by citing a beautiful medrash. Who is like the Jewish people, points out the medrash. Other persons, when they are on trial for their life, and indeed, we should recognize that Rosh Hashanah is a Yom Adin, a day that we are on trial. So other people are not concerned with, how do I look? Should I take a shave? a haircut, etc. Come on, they're focused on one thing only. And yet, we, the Shulchan Aruch tells us, if you haven't gotten your haircut yet, get a haircut before Rosh Hashanah. We bathe. Why? 
because we have optimism that we're going to be victorious in judgment. Wait a minute. Where does this come from? We say in the Nisana Tokef very, very seriously, Mi Mi Yomus, who's going to live and who's going to die? Where is the optimism? Explains the Alta Mikelm very beautifully the following. The optimism comes that Am Yisrael, Netzach Yisrael, Lo Yishaker. I know one thing for sure going into Rosh Hashanah. I don't know about any one individual what is their individual fate for the forthcoming year, but I know one thing that Klau Yisrael, the Jewish people, they are going to make it. They are going to thrive. Therefore, what is one's best chance of success for the forthcoming year? Says the Alta of Kelm, become a Klau Yid, become a communal Jew, a Jew that the community needs you, not just your own Torah mitzvos, but your involvement with others, your involvement in charity with others, your involvement with sharing mitzvos with others, inviting others to your home, teaching others that others need you. When you become an other person, meaning needed by the community, you have a better shot at your own personal success as well. Let us therefore begin and try to review some of the laws regarding Rosh Hashanah. Now, the idea is, let's go to Leil Rosh Hashanah this coming Sunday night. I don't have time to go into the Slichos, that the long Slichos Er Rosh Hashanah, HaTorah Nedarim. Just a reminder, if you didn't do it, Mietz uh, Hashem, you'll do it this Sunday, or Er Rosh Hashanah, or some wait for Erev Yom Kippur. Let's get to Rosh Hashanah. So the first thing that we should realize is that regarding Rosh Hashanah, it is the beginning of the Aseris Yimei Tshuva, and the, there are changes in our... Um, Tefillah. Now, number one, we add Zochreinu Lechayim in the first bracha of Mogen Avram. The halacha says we're not to add personal requests. So just know that when you're saying Zochreinu Lechayim, remember us for life, we're not talking about us individually. We are speaking for Klal Yisrael. And in the second bracha of Hatogibor, uh, which is the bracha of Mechaya Mesim, we add Michamocha Avorachamim. And the most important change in every Shmona Esrei starting this Sunday night is we change instead of Hokela Kodosh to Amelech Kodosh. That is most serious because the others, if you forget to either or uh, change, or if you just didn't, you know, say them, then you're okay. But HaMelech HaKadosh is so crucial that if a person neglected to change HaKel HaKadosh to HaMelech HaKadosh, listen carefully, they have to repeat the entire Shemona Esrei. How important, I ask you, are your tefillos? If your tefillos don't count, what's the difference what you said? The answer is, yes, they do. Get it right. Davin slowly, Davin from your sitter, and naturally on Yom Tov from your Magzor. Instead of Melech 
Ohev Tzedakah Umishpat. We were asking for the restoration of the Sanhedrin. It's Hamelech Hamishpat. And finally, in the last uh, two, um, we add in the next to the last bracha, Uchsov Lachayim Tovim. And finally, in the um, conclusion of the bracha of Shalom, Besef Rachayim, bracha Shalom. In the Kaddish, we repeat the term Le'ela. Le'ela u Le'ela is said in the Kaddish. Okay, here we go. Le'el Rosh Hashanah, Kajantev. You wish each other in Shul. L'shana Tova, Tikhasev, V'seichasem, L'alter L'chaim Tovim. So beautifully, Reb Krispadoi teaches in the Gemara Rosh Hashanah that there are three books upstairs that are open on Rosh Hashanah. For Tzadikim, they get inscribed immediately for good. The Rishayim, the opposite. The Benunim, the middle, their judgment is suspended and determined by an on Yom Kippur. So each one turns to the next one and says, me, I personally am a Benuni. I'm in the middle of the road. I need the 10 days of uh, rush between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur to get my act together and to make sure that I will hopefully be inscribed <clears throat> for good. But you, Altar immediately, L'chaim Tovim. Next, we come home and Kadesh. We make Kiddush like we do every Shabbos Yom Tov. Now watch. Urchatz. We go and we wash our hands. Good. Amatilas Yodayim. We come to the table. We make Hamotzi this coming Sunday night. And many have the custom of dipping the challah in honey as opposed to salt. Now, here goes. Very important. A probably universal custom is that we then take a piece of apple. Now we've already washed and we know that throughout the year once a person has made the bracha of hamotzi then they cannot um, ha- they don't make any other brachos during the meal because the hamotzi covers all the food till the dessert. Now what? Well now we're taking an apple we, everybody gets a piece of apple First, you make a bracha, borei priho eats on the apple. So that's the first exception. After you've taken a bite <clears throat> of the apple, then you take the apple, you dip it in honey, and we recite that he rutzon, may it be that we should all be inscribed for Hashem should renew for us a new and a sweet new year. Okay? And we uh, dip the apple in that honey, as the song goes, and we eat it. Okay, now watch. The first thing I'm going to tell you is you're making a brach on the apple because you're eating it as a ceremonial food. And part of this very significantly is just think for a moment because there's simna milsa the custom of taking other foods and reciting various uh, tfilos which was the practice of Rav Haigon as well before we get to that understand the you went to shul 
or if you couldn't go, you davened at home with a machzor. And now you're davening with a fruit. The ability of the Jew to connect and to see the true significance and of prayer. And it can come in many different forms. The reason, once again, that you're making the Bari prayer eats is because this is not an integral part of the meal, it's being eaten as a ceremonial food. The other customs that we have are that either carrots, we say sheyirbu zuchuyoseinu, and for leeks or cabbage, yichrisu soneinu, that the first one was our merit should increase, our enemies should be uh, decimated, uh, for beets, Yistalko Yevenu, our adversaries be removed. For dates, Yitamu Sonenu, our enemies should be consumed and we should prosper as. And again, the pomegranate, which has so many seeds, Nirbez Chuyos Karimon, may we have our merits increase like the seeds of a pomegranate. The head of a fish having fish on the table, that we should multiply like fish. All these are beautiful tefillos, beautiful prayers that we offer. Okay, moving on. Gajantiv. It is now Monday morning. And Shacharis. We know what we're saying in the davening. We've changed and we've added, etc. And now we don't say Halil. Of course, as the uh, Gemara tells us, the books of the living and the books of the uh, deceased are open on Rosh Hashanah, therefore we don't say Halil. We say Ovinim Akinu instead of Halil. On the first day of Rosh Hashanah, we read of the birth of Yitzchak, Kol Yitzchak Li, whoever hears this is going to laugh. We read the birth of Yitzchak for many reasons. The, the Kriya begins Hashem Pokad Esora. Hashem remembered. This is the day of remembrance. Hashem remembered Sora, according to our rabbis, uh, Rachel, Rivka, Chana, all those who couldn't have children, and insert other names, those today who don't have children yet. HaKadosh Baruch Hu remembers on this day as well. Hashem remembers all of us. Take Sarah's name out and put your name in. On the second day of um, Rosh Hashanah, we read the Akedah. Okay, moving on. From Shacharis, we go to Shofar. Now, the blowing of the shofar on Rosh Hashanah is a biblical mitzvah. It's a biblical mitzvah that men are obligated in. From the letter of the law, women are not, because it is a mitzvah asay shazman grama, a positive mitzvah, which is uh, governed by time. However, our grandmothers, grandmothers all the way back took it upon themselves that not only do they come to shul and not only do many shuls have a separate blowing for them at the end, but we even, if we can, will take a chauffeur and blow chauffeur for a woman. If she couldn't come to shul, she's a shut-in, we'll come to her home and we'll blow chauffeur for her. The Svardim would have it that a woman does not recite a bracha when the chauffeur is blown for her exclusively, Ashkenazim 
would say that a woman could, <coughs> should recite um, the bracha prior to the blowing of the shofar. From the Torah, we ought to hear nine sounds on Rosh Hashanah. The term trua is found three times. Each trua is preceded and followed by a tekiah. A trua is a sad note. And the Talmud tells us that we're not sure. Is it A, what we call a shvarim, a sigh, ay, ay, ay? Is it a trua, what we call the wail, ay, 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 ay? Is it a combination of both? So, first a shvarim, then a trua. We do all three combinations. So, first thing we blow is three shvarim trua, 12 notes, three shvarim, nine notes, three trua, nine notes. That gives us 30 sounds. These 30 sounds are blown before the Shmona Esrei. They're called Tkios Dimeyushav, those Tkios for which we are permitted to sit. Next, we have what is known as Tkios Dimeumad, the Tkios that are blown in conjunction with the Shmona Esrei. The Sephardim have the custom that in the silent Shmona Esrei, these 30 are blown. After the three special sections of the Musaf Shmona Esrei, the Musaf Shmona Esrei of Rosh Hashanah is the longest Shmona Esrei of the year. What gives the Shmona Esrei its length? We have three special sections. The section of Malchios, which means from the term Melech, denoting God's kingship. The second section of Zechronos, remembrance. He remembers all and therefore judges all. And finally, Shofros, remembering the Shofar of Sinai, the Shofar of the coming of Mashiach, that God controls history and destiny of man. Now, the just know that anybody who could should stay in shul. Don't think, if I heard the first 30, I'm finished, because according to most authorities, it is the second 30 sounds of the shofar that are the primary sounds. One is not to speak during the blowing of the shofar, and ideally, one is not to speak because the mitzvah has begun from the time we first begin to blow the shofar till the very end of Musaf, ideally. Besides serious stuff, keep your focus on the davening. The uh, uh, repetition of the Shemona Esrei, which is where and when the Ashkenazic community inserts these ten after the ten, um, after, excuse me, after Malchios, which is each of these three sections. Malchios, kingship, we have an introductory paragraph telling us that God is king. We then cite ten verses, three from the Torah, three from Tilim, three from the prophets, substantiating this theme, and then we have a closing paragraph and bracha. This is the only Shemona Esrei ever on a Shabbos or Yom Tov of nine blessings. Every other Shemona Esrei of every Shabbos, every Yom Tov has seven. Take my word for it. 
Davin Shmona Esrei slowly, even if you have not finished your personal Shmona Esrei and the Chazan is beginning his, come on, continue. My late father, Zechron Levracha, had a good sense of humor. Take your time because you're going to get out the same time like everybody else. Go slowly. You say your Shmona Esrei, it's your opportunity to personally communicate with Hashem. Go for it. The um, last 40 sounds, Tosfos tells us, interestingly, is to remember Sisra's mother. Sisra was the general defeated by Devorah and Barak. And the reason that we remember uh, this non-Jewish general's mother is to remind us of the universalism of the day of Rosh Hashanah. In the Zechronos, in the section that we uh, denote and speak about Hashem's uh, remembering all, the Alhamedinos Boyeyomer, we say that not only are the Jewish people judged on Rosh Hashanah, but the entire world is being judged on this day. A very significant factor. Just be aware that there is a beautiful min of Yisrael to go to a flowing body of water um, for the purpose of, quote, literally, quote, throwing our sins. What does that mean? We don't bring bread. Don't throw bread into the water. Why? Because you're only allowed to feed on Yom Tov those animals which are yours, that you're obligated to. But rumor has it that the fish in wherever you are going to uh, be reciting Tashlich manage without you all year long. Don't. You're not supposed to. Check with your local rabbis. Believe me. Don't throw bread crumbs into the water. Symbolically, you are throwing your sins into the water. Most important. Understand, why are we blowing shofar? One, showing blowing shofar is, ta-da, ta-da-da-da-da-da, we are coronating the king, coronating Hashem. And that's one of the reasons that we uh, go to a flowing body of water to uh, point out that as they coronated kings in the past by a flowing body of water to show that his kingship should endure, that's what we are doing in the afternoon as well. Another thing is to remind us that the Satan who tried to stop Avram from going to the Akedah um, put a flowing body of water um, to stop Avram, and we annually go on Rosh Hashanah to that flowing body of water saying, Hashem, we are committed. One last thought, and that is as follows. Take a peek at Mitzvah 311 in the Sefer HaChinuch, which is the mitzvah of abstaining from work on Rosh Hashanah. And he points out that Rosh Hashanah is a day of great kindness of God to the Jewish people. Really God to mankind, but especially the Jewish people. How so? That it's the day when we stop 
and realize that because it is a day of judgment, we get our act together and we realize that it is the first of the ten days of tshuva to repent, to change our ways. Because if we were not to do tshuva on Rosh Hashanah, then God forbid our sins would accumulate and over an extended period of time, it would mean that God forbid people would have to be annihilated. And therefore, I read one key line from the Sefer HaChinuch, Nimtza. It turns out, Shayom HaNechbod Hazeh, this very special day, Hukiyumo Shel Olam. This is one of the days that literally maintains the world. And so, having said that, I take this opportunity to wish Nachum and his family and all those that support this very special uh, station whereby the opportunity to proliferate Jewish pride, Jewish news, Jewish music throughout the world is something which is so, so very special. We wish Nachum success, Hatzlacha, in continuing his wonderful work for Klai Yisrael, and I take this opportunity of wishing everybody Eksiva Vachasima Tova. Shabbat Shalom and a Shana Tova to all.